The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world, and ourselves, with inner sight. Our topic for today, Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust uh, sponsors this show. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy. And those 24 books of esoteric philosophy are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is from a book by Alice Bailey, The Reappearance of the Christ. Today, as an outcome of this unfolding divine presence, there is, entering into human minds everywhere, a new concept that of Christ in us, the hope of glory. There is a growing and developing belief that Christ is in us, as he was in the Master Jesus, and this belief will alter world affairs and mankind's entire attitude to life. Now, of course, um, I hope people were listening last week when we uh, had the first part of this show, this is part two, but one of the um, topics that you and Dale were talking about, Sarah, was the topic of uh, Solomon's Temple, which I guess uh, many of us are familiar with in the in the Bible. But I couldn't help uh, thinking, as you talked about Solomon's Temple, that your reference to Solomon's Temple more or less referred to the body and the temple within. Is that so? Yes. Um, I think the important thing to understand about the birth of the Christ principle is that it has to do with the building of the structure or the outer form suitable for the expression of the indwelling divinity. Every human being is both human in reality and divine in potential. We are a blend of spirit and matter. 
And the realization of this duality is um, the consciousness of the soul. People who think they are only bodies um, embedded in uh, the material plane and therefore here to pursue um, food and uh, eat, drink, and be merry and then die, they are not um, living the life of the divine, um, divinely aware human being. But when we awaken to our, our indwelling divinity, that's when the Christ principle begins to express itself. And the reference to Solomon's temple comes from the Old Testament, I believe. I like that reference because it reminds us that the Christ principle is not the province only of Christians. The Christ principle dwells in every human heart uh, and awaits uh, expression, whether or not that person is um, a proclaimed Christian or not. Alice Bailey said that the immortal destiny of each and all of us is to attain the consciousness of the higher self and subsequently that of being pure divine spirit. And she said, when the form is ready, when Solomon's temple has been built, then the Christ life enters and the glory of the Lord overshadows his temple. The form becomes vibrant Well, I think the point of that is that we have to build into the outer expression substance suitable for the expression of our divine and true nature. So doesn't that mean that we can't live outer lives of um, pure gluttony and um, uh, material and sensational expression if we really want to express our our true spiritual nature? Well, yes, and um, I, I think it's very important to kind of emphasize this soul factor within us because um, it's just not emphasized enough today uh, that, you know, we have this concept of the soul, but I don't know if there's a full appreciation of what the soul does and the building aspect of the soul. It, as it says in the Bailey writings, the soul is the form-building aspect. And it's that attractive factor in every form in the universe, in the planet, in the kingdoms of nature, and in human beings. So it's it's that within us which does keep the perfecting process at work. It mm-hmm. is the soul that um, provides that impetus, that sensitivity, which um, <clears throat> enables us to strive towards something better whether in in every life whether in this life or even the next life and so on perhaps another term for the soul could be that which works against hypocrisy the antidote to hypocrisy I think all of us dislike the religious hypocrite the person who claims himself or herself a spiritual being but lives a life that is in fact quite Um, the opposite, selfish, self-serving, perhaps critical, materialistic, who knows, there are infinite ways to um, deny the spiritual consciousness, but the hypocrite is one who says one thing and does another, and what you're talking about, the soul, the building of the Solomon's temple, is the uh, 
the need to make the outer expression match what you have proclaimed yourself to be. And it's not so easy to bring the the habits and the uh, the expressions of the outer life through the emotional, physical, and mental bodies into a perfect fit with one's spiritual aspiration. Just try watching your thoughts, monitoring the quality of your thoughts, and you'll soon realize that you have all kinds of thoughts throughout each and every day that are unworthy of the Christ principle within you that are not expressing your highest self. No, and I think one way is through the um, expression of love, the degree of love that one expresses in his or her life, and how that love is, where that love is directed. Is it directed just on oneself, or the love of things, or the love of material things, the love of of the material world, or is it something deeper than that? Can it be a love that is inclusive love that expresses a certain a higher quality of love because that is what the Christ principle is designed to um, uh, designed to bring forth into the world through every human being is the qualities and that's the essential nature of the soul another aspect of Christ in you the hope of glory is that it relates to the whole expectation of the second coming, what is called by Christians the reappearance of the Christ, the awaiting of the world Savior that, as we've discussed in past programs, is an expectation of so many of the world's religions. The Jewish people await the Messiah. The Buddhists await the Maitreya. Uh, the Hindus await the Kalki avatar, the Muslims await the Imam Mahdi, the Shiite Muslims at least, the Sunni I don't think expect him. Um, the many worlds of religions await one who will come to save them in a sense. I think we all as human beings realize we need rescuing and goodness knows we do, but we need rescuing from ourselves and the point about the birth of the Christ principle is that we have to rescue ourselves, each and every one of us. We have to save ourselves, and we do this through the awakening of the Christ principle. I've never really understood the doctrine of some fundamentalist Christian believers that by giving one's belief to Christ, that will somehow save us. I've never understood that because I think we have to save ourselves by committing ourselves to living our lives in a new way. Christ can't do it, do it for us except by the expression of the same essence which he expressed in fullness and completeness but which exists in every human being, at least in latent form, by bringing that principle or that quality, as you call it, to birth. One by one, we save ourselves. And then, as I understand it, when there is a sufficient level of spiritual expression in humanity, a readiness for the Christ, then the Ageless Wisdom says the Christ will reappear as he has done periodically over the ages and will embody the next step for human evolution to master, 
which according to Alice Bailey will have to do with something about the spiritual will that at this point in our evolution we have no idea of. That's a very interesting topic for another program. Yes, and I think there's still a lot of preparation work involved in human consciousness in the world and in humanity. Uh, <clears throat> so many people may expect the Christ to return today or yesterday or a year ago or a year it's from now, <laughs> but uh, it's really up to us. It's up to humanity to provide the right conditions in their consciousness so that there is a sufficient a number of human beings who are sensitive to the Christ, to a new understanding of the Christ, the Christ principle of love, and then uh, the Christ can make his return, and he really never left, really, he's just <clears throat> going to reappear. But when that will happen, we don't know, but it depends so much on human consciousness and the stage at which human consciousness has evolved and is sensitive and ready to accept the new uh, dispensation that will be given out by the Christ. One of the interesting aspects of the view of the Christ um, as given us in the Ageless Wisdom is that it sees his 30-some his, uh, years on earth, 2,000 years ago, as a kind of an enactment of a path that all of us would uh, have to follow and the birth of the Christ in the cave in Bethlehem is a metaphor for the first initiation as we've talked about which is the initiation of the uh, birth of the Christ principle in the cave of the heart meaning the awakening of the soul consciousness in the human being at a certain stage of his evolutionary journey when Metaphorically, he's doing the same thing as the prodigal son did in the Bible when he reaches a point of satiation in the pursuit of materialism and says, I will arise and go to my father. That decision is pivotal. That is a 180 degree turn in the way one has been leading one's life. And that is what is called the first initiation and it's the birth of the Christ principle in that human heart and it is the beginning of the creation of the house, we could say, the Solomon's Temple, which is suitable for the indwelling Christ or soul consciousness. We begin by reorganizing and reorienting our physical expression. The, For example, the physical pursuit of Olympics and of um, yoga and of emphasis on diet and so on, those are physical disciplines that have to do with creating a suitable physical body and there are others uh, but most of those uh, practices at the first initiation have to do with the form aspect only after that's mastered do we turn our attention to the more subjective spiritual uh, goals for those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight our topic for today Christ in You the Hope of Glory, Part 2. We have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, The Reappearance of the Christ. Now, The Reappearance of the Christ is the um, book upon which this show is based, so you might want to explore the theme further by reading in depth within the Alice, book, Alice Bailey book, The Reappearance of the Christ. 
Uh, many religions today expect the coming of the Savior, the reappearance of the Christ, is presented in this book as an event, which begins with the birth, birth of the Christ principle in each human heart. Uh, this is the birth of the soul, the Christ aspect. Now, once again, so that, since you've uh, heard the show for a while and you've been listening for uh, you know, about 20 minutes at this point, I'd like to just go back to our opening thought, which came, which was a quote from The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bailey. It might make uh, more sense to you at this point. Today, as an outcome of this unfolding divine presence, there is entering into human minds everywhere a new concept, that of Christ in us, the hope of glory. There is a growing and developing belief that Christ is in us, as he was in the Master Jesus, and this belief will alter world affairs and mankind's entire attitude to life. Now, the book, The Reappearance of the Christ, is at a, uh, at a discount today. The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So what you need to do is ask and make a little notation that you heard about the offer, um, The Reappearance of the Christ. You heard about it on Inner Sight. It's available for $16. You need to send us a check or a money order for $16. And send it to Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, is Lucis, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, ask for the reappearance of the Christ. Send a check or a money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, one zero 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 five. If you'd like to get in contact uh, with us for any reasons, whether it's uh, ordering uh, other books or cassette tapes uh, of the radio shows, or if you'd like a general package of information, many people uh, would like to know more about Lucis Trust. And uh, I guess the most frequent question is: Lucis Trust uh, a religion? No, it's not a religion. It's a uh, spiritual philosophy organization and uh, there are people from all walks of life all religious backgrounds who uh, who purchase our books read our books uh, they often attend our uh, seminars and, and it's a miracle how uh, Sarah and Dale are able to at these seminars uh, how they're able to harmonize all the diversity that would uh, uh, ordinarily cause conflict in other places but they seem to all come together and talk about common spiritual themes uh, so if you'd like to know more about it, more about Lucis Trust, you can give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. Uh, the easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. And many people key into the website uh, to find out about Lucis Trust, uh, there's a lot of information on that website, and uh, they primarily seem to be keying into the website to uh, look at the previous, so uh, listen to the previous archived library of radio shows. Also, we uh, appreciate your uh, support. You've been sending donations. Those donations are, of course, uh, tax deductible, but uh, that's what keeps us on the air. We wouldn't be able to do these shows if you didn't help us out with uh, with financial support and we love to do these shows for you we, we certainly hope to be able to continue and the only way we can is through your help so any donations that you can give us large or small they're, they're all put toward uh, 
Um, the cost of this show, uh, Sarah and Dale, who are with us every week, um, they don't take any money for this. This is uh, something they do because they love to do it. So help us out and uh, send us that economic support, and we'll certainly continue doing these shows for you. Uh, I'd like to go back to our topic today. Our topic is Christ in You, the Hope of Glory. But uh, once again, if you want to make that donation, send it to Lucis Trust. 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Um, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's uh, so much that you've said here. And uh, uh, at the end of last show, you were talking about how I had asked a question and you answered it very well, but it was to the point, and I wondered if there was something more you'd like to say about it. Um, uh, how can the individual, uh, uh, how can he develop best? Uh, is there anything you can do that would be a catalyst to developing the Christ or the soul within him? I would think, um, as Dale says, love more and love more widely, more inclusively. I think most people think they know what it means to love, but I find as I study the ageless wisdom that I understand less and less about what real spiritual love is. It's a borderless view of life and of all living things that sees no separation between the self within oneself and that same divinity as it exists in every aspect of manifestation there is no separation no border in the consciousness of one who truly loves Christ was the perfect expression of that love he saw no no limitation to his love it was boundless we can only aspire to that kind of love but we can make an effort we can expand our ring past knot so to speak our sense of whom and what we identify with by steadily trying to extend the periphery of that ring past knot to include more and more of the whole right and love is that Really, it's, it's, it's the main quality of the soul, and that's what we're trying to bring forth here and to try to, try to impress upon people. The nature of this soul is love. And it also says, interestingly enough, in the books, in the writings of Alice Bailey, that the soul is the force of evolution itself. And, uh, that is a tremendous thought if you think about it the soul is the force of evolution itself and today with so much discussion about evolution and creationism uh, you seldom hear very much discussion about the soul as the moving force that is moving evolution along and it's that sensitivity of the soul that is really uh, motivating people to to perfect themselves, to move towards something better. It also seems to imply that each of us has a kind of an internal generator. We've just had some power outages here in New York City, so we're all thinking about generators. Within every one of us is a generator, as you seem to be implying, that is geared to empowering or hastening our spiritual evolution if we would only let it. And... Um, the Christ principle within us when that is awakened is that 
propelling force of evolutionary development, isn't it? Yes, and it's a, a principle, and we have to realize that it is equality and principle, and it's not, not a person. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Jesus the person here. We're talking about something a little more abstract. It's an energy of love that uh, emanates directly from, from God uh, by way of the soul through human beings into the world. And uh, the, uh, the glory part, the hope of glory, is that eventually man will perfect himself so that the forms that he creates, not only his own physical form, but the other, the uh, creative forms, of the, the buildings, the uh, organizations, the institutions, whatever, will reflect the brilliance of the soul, the brilliance of this light of God, and that will be a sign of the glory of God coming through. And that reminds us that it's not just about us as individuals, the birth of the Christ principle, but it's something that humanity as a whole has to achieve. Alice Bailey referred in one of her books to our goal at this time being the rebuilding of the shrine of man's living. That has to do with attention, as you say, to the outer institutions and forms of human um, manifestation. The, the way our affairs as a species are conducted, it comes down to the way we distribute the wealth of the world, the way we use the resources of our beautiful planet, the way we share or not the resources and wealth of the world. And if we take a look at the environment and the increasing disparity between the rich and the poor, we can see that we have a lot of work to do to rebuild the shrine of man's living. The Christ principle is not by any means fully realized in humanity at this point, and attention has to be given to these outer aspects that are the guarantee, the evidence that we have understood Christ's intention for us. It's not a matter of just giving lip service to it, but of actually giving full expression. That's right, and the soul is the builder just as we have an architect that uh, designs the house, we have the, the home owner that uh, will res- own the house as the result of the, the building process, but we also have to hire a builder to build the house. So there are three factors involved there, the architect, the builder, and the house owner. And the soul is the great builder, and uh, it, it's kind of an interesting analogy there. You can't build this house, this temple of Solomon, without the soul, the great builder. That's why Virgo, the sign we are entering now, is so interesting astrologically. Virgo is the cosmic mother, the Mary aspect. Mary gave birth to the Christ, Mary being symbolic of matter. The virgin birth is the perfection of matter as a vehicle or form suitable for the indwelling divinity expressed through the Christ child. That's what we're in process of realizing in this particular phase of our evolution as a species. And um, we have a long ways to go, but we are seeing evidence more and more that human beings are awakening. And uh, I think the hope of glory is indeed a promise and uh, more and more becoming realized. You mentioned the Christ love as being the epitome of perfection of love earlier in the show. Uh, 
Uh, I wonder if Alice Bailey has any comment about uh, doing what Christ suggested, loving our enemies. Uh, does she say anything about that? That would be something very hard to actualize, I would think. Yes, I, I think that's, well, that, there again is the Christ principle, even, you know, even turning the other cheek. Yeah, so there are no limitations then to love, even uh, with yeah. our enemies. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucy's Publishing Company, and that's the book upon which this, this show is based today, the Alice Bailey book, The Reappearance of the Christ. That's The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bailey. What you need to do if you want to take advantage of this offer is send a check or a money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, that's Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's The Reappearance of the Christ by Alice Bailey. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.